back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. says top to bottom uh you know I, I have no problem standing up and saying we have the best league in the country you know when you have that number of teams uh beating the hell out of each other every day i don't think we're worn out from it i just think you get a bad seed from it so we had all these teams with seven eight and nine seeds and i'm not saying that was wrong but that's what happens when uh, i'd like to see some teams come in and survive this league in the places we play so, you know, I'm going to become a big Badger fan. I'm going to pull for them in the NIT, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm proud of my team, but I'm proud of the league too. And uh, disappointments, there's disappointments. But uh, I think as a seven seed, maybe we showed how good our league was instead of, like some people say, the other way around. We'll stay in no matter what anybody there you hear from Tom Izzo uh, following his loss last night. A great game against uh, K-State, uh, including an all-time performance from Marquis Noel, uh, who had an alley-oop uh, that he was just, it looked like he was arguing with Jerome Tang. Uh, they, they claimed that that was a genuine argument, and then, uh, you know, he just the point guard saw the, the cutting Keontae Johnson and threw it up to him. But, uh, yeah, it looked like it may be a little bit planned. Either way. Just say it was, just say it was an actual plan. <laughs> just way. make it cooler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but either way, it was very cool but a bad ending for the Big Ten and then you hear the old argument that I've heard in college football for a long time top to bottom though the Big Ten I mean you gotta look at top to bottom <laughs> you guys buying any of that the, the Big Ten by the way uh, has seven has sent 17 teams to the NCAA tournament and the last two years none of them have reached the elite eight they've had the most bids in each of the past three seasons only one team's made it the elite eight three years ago is this the best uh, top-to-bottom conference in the nation? I made a bold pl- proclamation before the NCAA tournament started and said no the, no Big Ten team would make the Elite Eight. Yeah. And I was correct. Yeah, well, the problem is that it's just not too bold outside of the Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think Michigan State would run that far. I don't think yeah. y- this – I understand the sentiment from Tom Izzo, but – Maybe not the the greatest time to say that, considering you had eight teams in the tournament and you were the final team and you still couldn't make it to the Elite Eight. I understand how tough the Big Ten is in in basketball and how you know rough it is to go to all these places and play all these games. But that's kind of the argument that people say with with um, the SEC and how it's so tough to play. You know, every oh, yeah. single weekend is a grind, but they still seem to get a national championship at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, in football. Uh, Nick, what, what are your kind of thoughts on the Big Ten? Does this have any – I mean, the the, neg- the, the, the non uh, – lack of success, I should say, in the NCAA tournament, does that reflect it all on Nebraska's program where they're at, you know, going 500? I don't think it reflects on Nebraska's program. I, I don't know. Like, you look at the Big, T- Big Ten this year, and I think we could agree that either the Big 12 or the Big East was the best conference in all of basketball yeah. this year. Um, but you look at, like, the Big Ten – and consistency wise, I think they have an argument for it um, because, like, this is the Marquette's always been good, but they've never been a number two. They haven't been a number two seed good in a long time. Um, UConn bounces back, and they're 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 back into yeah. the Elite Eight under under Dan Hurley in his first year, who's gotten over two hundred fifty grand in bonuses 
just from his performance this mm. year already. He has ne- also has That's re- nice. has earned a year extension. Oh, nice! And starting next year, he gets an extra hundred thousand dollars on his salary. So it's like he is he is done done well in his first year. Um, Creighton's in the in the elite eight. You had Providence, like so. Not yet. They have to fight for it tonight. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they're in the they're in almost the Sweet 16. Sweet sixteen. Yeah. But anyway. I, I don't know. Like you look at like the the even the Big Twelve. I think Oklahoma was five and thirteen as a, in their conference. Outside of Minnesota, I, the label on the Big Big Ten for me is like you have all these teams that can compete with each other from number two or number three to like number ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. Like you just had a jumble of teams because we were sitting there, guys, and, and going until the end of the the season. What was Northwestern's final game? Win well, and you're a yeah, three seed, no, so lose and you're North, a ten. Northwestern's was win, you're a two seed, lose, you're a ten, and it was like, what is going on? How how do they? So I think it's just a jumble of really good basketball programs, really competitive basketball programs. But none that are spectacular. Like, even in the Big Ten, it was like Purdue and then kind of the field. Indiana yeah. was creeping up there. Northwestern, somewhat, I suppose. At times, yeah. Yeah, at mm-hmm. times it depended on the performance and, and boo-booey, I suppose. But, like, you sat there and was like, all right, Purdue's at the top, and then it's kind of everybody else and then Minnesota. Like, even Nebraska was in that conversation of, yeah, Nebraska can go and, and they, you know, granted, Northwestern, road game. Northwestern came into Lincoln and beat them, but, like, yeah. a Northwestern can come to Lincoln and lose, or or a Maryland who was an Iowa. Like, Nebraska went on the road to Iowa and stopped them from being a four-seed in the conference tournament. I get, I get what Tom Izzo is saying because they look at it as the entirety of the season scope, um, and I, I get that because I think I'm right there with them to an extent, but then it makes it look really bad in the NCAA tournament yeah. when year after year you're having a team that gets a one seed lose to a 16 for only the second time in, in NCAA tournament history, and then you just have kind of a bunch of other jumbles. Maryland got a, got a tough draw with number one Alabama. Like, I, I don't know. I, I they're I, I would put them as a top two basketball conference. I don't know. Over the last five years, yes. It's this a, season, probably not. It's a good sentiment. It's just not a great time to say it. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not after this year. Well, not and I think, year. too, last year, I mean, this year it was, like, expected. None of these teams are really ranked in the top 25 outside of Indiana and Purdue. Pur- don't get me wrong. Purdue wasn't supposed to lose to a 16 team. But, I mean, you were pretty bold if you're picking anybody from the Big Ten outside of Purdue mm-hmm. and you're Elite Eight. I mean, because, you know, just nobody showed that they're that team. Last year, very disappointing. You had Kofi Coburn and oh. Jaden Ivey and Keegan Murray and just stars across the league and they didn't get it done. Um, but it, it's not a good look for the Big Ten one way or the other. I mean, even saying, you know, don't don't bet against, you know, Tom Izzo in March. And yeah. Nobody was expecting Michigan State to go this far, even with Tom Izzo. Yeah. Um, and but, they were, that were we surprised? I By mean, Izzo, I, no, no. By Michigan State, no, no. Because they're okay, Tom Izzo. Because okay. yeah, I think like every year, no matter what seed Michigan State is, whether they're a two, well, I guess not two. If they're lower than a five, like they always overplay their seed. Like yeah. they always, yeah. they always play higher than their seed should indicate. So I mean, I don't know. Like I wasn't surprised to see a competitive game against Mich- or Kansas State. The problem yes, is you're having, and I've said this before. You, you guys, you have guys that are now like going into the next year, and in and in years future, the guys that have to get themselves out of the dirt because I'm not betting on Brad Underwood in the tournament. I'm not betting on well, Fran no, McCaffrey no. in the tournament. I'm not betting on Matt. Painter yeah, I think I'm done tournament. with Matt. I'm you think I'm done I trusting on? Matt Painter. Well, no. Yeah. I, I've been on his train the entire week. Micah Shrewsbury. 
Yeah. I'm betting on him. With I his am, new yeah. contract. But he's not in the Big Ten anymore. He's not in the Big Ten anymore. And, and yeah. that's that's bad for the Big Ten. Yeah. That is like that that might be a move. That it's not going to go under the radar, but that's going to be one that we sit here next year. And if if slash win Penn State kind of falls off the rails, because I, I don't see them being able to get a guy like Micah Shrewsbury unless they are able to hit on a big time assistant. I, I don't see it. Like I could see him yeah, going to get like a Chris Collins type from from one of those schools. Like Chris Collins came from Duke yeah. to Northwestern, but also Chris Collins was on one of the hottest seats in America prior to this season. Yeah, yeah, from where Penn State was to where he he left them, he left them in a much better place than where he found them. It's going to be tough to find somebody to fill those shoes because you you've been going through if you're Penn State, you've been going through coaches trying to find Which, it and you couldn't find it until you got Shrewsbury. He's there for 2 years and now he's up at one. and he was there for 2. I thought he was there for 1. No, sure. This is his second year. Yeah, but I mean, either way, he had the they put. I mean, they picked a part and put a good team together, but they're all seniors too. I was just going to say, so even if he returned, left, I don't know. You lose Jalen Pickett, you lose because Lundy, you lose Funk. Yeah, you sit there as a coach, as Penn State's next coach, and go, okay, is this was this built? Like, I I don't know. Well, you proved that you could win there. Yeah, with with a guy that was snubbed of a first team All American honor and Jalen Pickett, and a guy that dropped twenty some points against Texas A and M in the NCAA tournament, you, like, and that's where I guess where the transfer. Well, not even winning play, in the in the like, in the tournament, just winning in the regular season. Like it wasn't that you you think of Penn State, and you're just like, oh, you're going to go to Happy Valley, you're going to get an easy win regardless of who the team ooh, is. I don't know, like Nebraska. I don't know. Let's Maybe. continue Nebraska, this Nebraska. in a second. Let's continue this in a second. We need uh, ten seconds for station ID. This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth, 93.7 The Ticket. Now we're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler, kind of talking about the Penn State job. And again, um, you know, just kind of where it's left with Micah Shrewsbury leaving. Uh, this was a senior-led team. I mean, again, even Miles Dredd, and I think the more I look into mm. it, the more seniors. They're losing a lot. They're losing a lot in, in Shrewsbury. So it's kind of, you know, for if I'm him, it's a great time to leave. You know, you kind of just be the hero of Penn State. Um, I don't, I'm not sure how well-received it is that he left after, you know, a quick tenure there. But, um you know, it probably yeah. has an open invitation back if their next hire doesn't work out. But I just I, I don't know if Penn State <laughs> as a program is, is able to keep this momentum. We talk about not being able to just because of the lack of really interest around Happy Valley in, in the basketball program, the, the struggles to get a, a splash hire. But even just roster turnover, well, you, you got to build a new team, basically. And, mm-hmm. that, and that's where I'm like, is Happy Valley a place where players will want to be? And I guess, I don't know, like Austin and I had the conversation yesterday of it's obviously relationship-based 98% of the time. But I think that's why Penn State held on to Pat Chambers for like 10 years was because they understood, now that he didn't take him to an NCAA tournament, but it was like they understood, Pat Chambers was, I want to say his record's around 500, so it's like... He was a solid coach. Yeah, there, so it's yeah. like he was fine, but then they felt like they could take the next step, and they did so hiring Micah Shrewsbury from Purdue, I want to say, is where he was at last um, as an assistant. And so it's like... Yeah, Jim Ferry for one season between Pat Chambers. Yeah, so yeah, so that worked. And then it was like... I don't know. I, I just wonder... It's going to be tough to see a, a step up. I mean, you could say the same for like Nebraska. I'm just looking at the coaches before at Penn State. I'm just going to go from like 2000, right? So Jerry Dunn was there from 95 to 2003, 117 and 121. After that was Ed DeShellis, 114 and 138. Pat Chambers, 148 and 150. Jim Ferry for one season, 11 and 14. And then Micah Shrewsbury, 37 and 31. Mm-hmm. 
Since yeah. 2000, they've had one coach like, with, with like an over other. 500 record <laughs> in his career at Penn State. I mean, Pat Chambers was only two off, but still. Yeah. And remember, he stepped down. He wasn't fired. Yeah. I mean, he was. there was an investigation yeah. going on, yeah. so yeah. he was kind of forced out of there. Now, uh, I think, where was he coached out? Florida Gulf Coast or something? Oh, does oh, Pat, Pat have a job? Yeah, he's at Florida, yeah, Gulf, Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah. Uh, Dunk City, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Seven, formerly, formerly known as Dunk yeah, City. He's 17 and 15 at Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah, that's not a bad start for him there. Um, I did promise this, so I did want to mention this too. Um, in college football, uh, if you look at the champions since 2008 and how quarterback reliant they are, it's kind of interesting. I found this stat on college uh, football Reddit, which Reddit's always awesome. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, of the teams that have won the championship since 2008, kind of an interesting distinction here. Alabama and Georgia, their quarterback play, um, they've averaged 28 touchdowns per year. All the other championship teams have averaged, have needed to average from their quarterback 47.7. That is a tw- almost a 2019, you know, 1920 touchdown difference needed from your quarterback. So basically what that stays, says is unless you're Alabama or Georgia, or you basically need an equalizer at quarterback um, to defeat an Alabama or Georgia program that can rely, um, you know, more often on the run game and defense. Does that make this weekend's uh, Junior Day even that much more important? Yeah, I think that kind of tells you why why it's so big to maybe I to guess get a we'll Dylan Ryle. We should before this weekend we should make predictions all of us on where Dylan Ryle is going to go. Okay, before he does the visit. Yeah. So right now, right now, Georgia. Okay, where are you going, Buck? Again, I can't. I mean, I hope Nebraska with you know all of my heart. But I, if I were him, I would go to. I, I'm not, not asking if you were. Yeah. Him. Who? Where's Where he do you go? think he's Where going, Bob? Stop going. trying to deflect. <laughs> I think Nebraska. Then I'll go with Nebraska. I think Nebraska as well. Mm. There we go. We'll, we'll write it on the board. Okay. I'd still go to the Heisman maker if I was him. Well, I, I, yes, yeah. If if you were him, and if you were that that, that quarterback room recruit. is stacked though. Yeah. Yeah. People forget they got Malachi Nelson. Mm. You know who Georgia has? Nobody. Hey, they've got some guys. They ain't got nobody. <laughs> Does Nebraska have guys? Yes. Okay. Well, how about Jeff that? Jeff Sims has two how years. How about that stat I, <laughs> I just read? You don't, you don't necessarily need to be a, a, a guy. If you get a guy yeah. in Georgia, Alabama, how much? I, 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 should, I should reiterate they love, that. Does Nebraska have a guy or do they have bodies? Hey, they love Heinrich Harburg. Do they have a guy or do they have bodies? I don't know. you got to ask the coaches. <laughs> we'll have to see how it all plays out. Some of the younger guys are going to have to develop one way or the other. Uh, that'll wrap it up for the Ticket Water Cooler Happy Hour. Coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket.